Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Biebs. I'm joined by my co-host, Jen. We're finally here. Super Bowl 58 week. First Super Bowl ever in Las Vegas. You know, I'm excited for the game. I'm not excited for the matchup, but it's always fun. So I got my uh, got my head up Super Bowl week. But before we dive into anything, Chen, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Made some brownies at work. You know, got cheesecake in the fridge. Uh, but it is, you know, Super Bowl week. It's a bittersweet time. Big game, but it's the last game. And as you kind of alluded to, this whole matchup is not, I think, what really anybody wanted, unless you are a 49er Chiefs fan. Um, America wanted pretty much everybody, anybody else. But, uh, hey, our, our halftime performer is uh, Asha. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback Supreme Dreams, uh, Mark Phillips, the man. But uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm curious to hear just kind of initial thoughts on the game. But my, my winner is the 49ers. I, I just can't. It's definitely biased. I'm definitely going to pitch their case. But I just can't have the Chiefs do it um, from not only our personal franchise reasons, but just uh, the fact that they're annoying. That They have gotten ah. so annoying so quickly compared to, yeah, the Patriots are annoying because they were good. And you were just kind of annoyed that they're always there. The Chiefs, like, just as a fan base, as a whole, um, the big voices that speak for them, per se, um, or I guess associated with them, I, I just am not a fan. I'm a, I'm a huge hater. I'll be the player of the year. I don't care. I just uh, – <laughs> 49ers all the way. What, what's your thoughts, though? Just super uh... initial – I think it's cool that uh, Super Bowl's in Vegas, a little bit sus, not going to lie, the history ties of Super Bowl in Vegas, but that's, that's a different conversation. <laughs> um, it's uh, And maybe we do have that conversation in the offseason a little bit of, of just how uh, bad sports gambling is getting and how bad it's getting for the game, but uh, we can avoid yeah. that today. Uh, I'm excited for the Super Bowl, man. I, I get, you know... As a, as a fan of an individual team and everybody's got their team and, and a couple other teams that maybe they, you know, guilty pleasure for or just enjoy watching. Um, and, and as as a lot of times you go into a Super Bowl and, and your team's not in it. Most most times, actually. Yeah. Uh, or one of the teams you liked is not in it. It's and this is, this is a year where I'm just really struggling to find any team to kind of get behind um that's not always the case you know i liked that eagles team last year i liked them all year i was like oh this is a good team i rode them so i felt good rooting for them in the super bowl right uh same thing Bengals rams was an easy one i was i walked into that super bowl completely opposite i was like either team could win this one and i'd be happy for them like you know what yeah. i'm saying it was good um, matching yeah so it, it, it's it's a weird dilemma i haven't had in a super bowl maybe ever where it's just both teams are just kind of like bah. I can't really even pick a side. I dislike them so much. But I, I think I'm going Niners. I agree. Um, and it's more so from the sake of I I, I like Brock Purdy. Like the, I like his story. I really like Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and that's about it, honestly, on that team. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's, just, it's just one of those things where, you know, you look back and you saw you know, these Niners, they made this McCaffrey trade last year midseason, then Purdy gets hurt and they, you know, tail out in the playoffs. Um, this is definitely like for both teams. I know a lot of people are not saying this about the Chiefs, but I'm interested to hear your take. Like for both teams, this feels like the end of a championship window. Um, and I know that sounds ludicrous. A lot of people will say that about the Niners. And I don't think there's a lot of people that would contest that take. But from the Chiefs' perspective, there's it sounds ludicrous, but there's just a lot of unsustainability uh, moving forward. I think that Spags, as long as he's there, they're a Super Bowl contender, as, is D as Reed's D.C., and maybe what happens is, uh, you know, Reed retires and Spags takes the head job. But – um, I mean it's definitely the defense has completely overperformed this year from where I thought they'd be in the earlier in the year. And that's why they're here. I think that's why they have the best chance to win. Um, I'm picking the 49ers to win, but I, I like the chiefs on paper a little bit better. I do <laughs> think that the Niners run game, uh, if they can stick to it, Kyle Shanahan should be the difference, <laughs> but we've seen other super bowls, 
where that has not happened. So, uh, yeah, pretty much everyone he's been in. <laughs> yeah. I saw the, I saw the uh, side note, but I saw the seven years ago today, you know, 28 to three disaster. And I just, you seven know, years, well. there's, there's like two minutes left in the third quarter. They're up by three scores and we got, Matt Ryan dropping back on first and ten on a play action. It's just, I was just like, <laughs> but anyways, My um, this just feels like a lot. The, the Niners are on the roster is unsustainable for sure. Um, oh yeah, in terms of salary cap situation, the Chiefs are only going to get harder to build around as Mahomes' contract gets bigger and bigger each year into this long deal because it's backloaded. Um, I'm just. I'm kind of in the same place as a lot of other football fans. Like this is just not an exciting Super Bowl, and I'm I'm just kind of hoping uh, that we get a classic game, and then it's like you're watching as a fan, and it's like, oh, this is you know we might walk, we might be all nobody's excited for the Super Bowl, whatever, and then it comes down to a field goal or something, and it's it hits the crossbar, and we're like, oh my god, it was one of the all time greats. Yeah, that could totally happen. It could totally it happen. Could, yeah. Um, but your thoughts on just kind of the Chiefs' sustainability and their and their future after this year? Yeah, I think it's really touching on both teams from the aspect of uh, – I'll say this. I would concur that it's going to be a classic game. I do think that even though it's not the matchup we all wanted, um, this is going to be a very good chess match in my oh, mind. Yeah, it's going to be a Very good coaching. Yeah, on both sides. It's going to be a good game. Um, but from just, I don't think either rosters are going to be sustainable. And I think it's a very realistic point to say that this is kind of do or die for both teams in the very simple point of this happened four years ago. And that's a good and a bad thing. It's a good thing. I'm like, Oh, a couple years later, we're back in the big game. It's bad because it's very difficult to make the Super Bowl. It, it just is like statistically, the odds are not on your side. And financially, for the 49ers, the numbers are not going to be on their side. Um, you're going to have to make a decision. If you pay Brock Purdy, a lot of this roster is not going to get paid. Then you're going to lose out either defensively or in the receiver room. Or Yeah, or and if he wins you a Super Bowl, how do you not pay him? <laughs> right. It's like you're going you're gonna to have to kind of just figure it out and um, – Chiefs-wise, age is part of a factor. I mean, Andy Reid leaving, I think, would be just a huge deal in, in general. Um, Spags, I think, would be a competent fit to take over. But when you think of Andy Reid leaving and then uh, Travis Kelsey, I don't think it's going to get better. He's still great. It's not a knock. It's just he's been so good throughout his career. He's hitting that age where it's just – kind of yeah. impossible to improve at that position and um contract wise like defensively going to a game like this hurts you a lot in negotiations because players value does get overinflated on both sides whether you win or lose your team was there collectively as a unit um to the public eye you're just you're financially going to get probably more than you should a lot of times we've seen it so from both sides, this is like I would have to say I'd be shocked if this matchup happens again um, in the next five or six years. I could see man the Chiefs just getting back because they got Mahomes and with Andy Reid for the next couple of years. It's what they do. But the 49ers are going to be in a pickle. I think more than people realize you can't keep kicking that contract ball down the road. It will get you eventually. Yeah, and I think they've like – they've. The reason, even the only reason they're here is because they've really just kind of like lucked into a seventh round pick playing at this high level, right? Yeah. Like you're getting a, uh, a great when, when Garoppolo when Garoppolo was getting paid, this roster struggled. Um, and, and it's mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan has seen success everywhere he's went and had very good success with the Niners in his tenure there. But it's True. just this. It, it, it's this. I'm not saying that he'll never get back to Super Bowl. I'm not saying Purdy will never get back to Super Bowl. I'm not saying any like that. But I am saying that it's just not this core of Bosa, Warner, uh, Chase Young now, Ayuk, yeah. Sam, Samuel, McCaffrey, Greenlaw, Ward, 
this star-studded team is not going to make the Super Bowl back with everybody there. This is not a 90s Buffalo Bills type situation, right? Like this is this is like somebody's got to go uh and it's we got to figure out who it's going to be cuz it's it, it's McCaffrey's approaching 30 if he's not already 30. Mm, Ay- yeah, Ayuk is still on his rookie deal. He's overperforming. Samuel's probably getting overpaid for what he does. But he's not going to take less money. Uh, Kittle is we haven't even brought up. He's approaching thirty. He's on a big deal. It's just, oh man. And, and with the Chiefs side of things, I've said this many times. I, I, I said this in the group chat, and I really meant it. Like our, I'm just fascinated to see Mahomes' career arc over the next decade because it's eerily mm-hmm. similar to Brady's so far for the first six years. Um, yeah, massive success in a great situation, and they went 10 years without winning Super Bowl. He went to two in that front time frame and lost to the Giants, but they went 10 years, uh, they went to two Super Bowls and didn't win a Super Bowl. And then he had that he that's why Super Bowl 51 was such a big deal because it was like, oh, he's the goat, he got to five. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It was like he tied Joe Montana with that Malcolm Butler interception, and then they just went on this run. It was very weird. They went on this run late through Roll 51, 53, 49. Oh, yeah. Somewhere in there. Uh, they found a new dynasty. It's, it's like two eras of Brady Patriots dynasties. <laughs> when Andy Reid retires and, and Travis Kelsey retires, they have struggled to put weapons around Mahomes. They, they literally yeah. have that weren't there before he got there. And so I'm just so fascinated to see this shakeout. Like, uh, I will say I'm interested. He's somehow he's pacing in the GOAT conversation. He's not the GOAT automatically, dear God, but he's pacing. And I'm interested to see how it shakes out. Yeah, Uh, it's going to be a good race. It's just, yeah, I'm just, it is. He's what, 28? 27, 28, something like that. And, you know, a lot of time quarterback years left. Uh, like over a decade and a half, <laughs> if yeah. he's gonna follow Brady's, you know, right? Arc here. I, I'll but, see him in the league in like 38, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is what it is. But all right, let's let's pivot. We've got a little bit of a tradition on this show the week before the Super Bowl, NFL honors, you know. Well, we made our preseason award predictions, and here we <laughs> evaluate how they went. Uh, we've referenced them a couple times, but this is where we'll take the time, evaluate how they all went, uh, and then we will uh, mm. actually give out who we think actually won these awards or should win on Saturday, Saturday night, right, before the Super Bowl? Yeah, I believe so. So I'll kick it to you. Your preseason MVP was Patrick Mahomes. Uh, mm. Do you like the pick? Who's your MVP today? And, uh, you know, just elaborate. <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to be him this year, unfortunately. Um, It's going to be Lamar Jackson. I think just as an odds guy, regular season award. I I think McCaffrey deserves it. That's why I just, you know, spoiler alert, he's going to be my offensive player of the year award winner. But it's, for some reason, it's just become a quarterback award, man. I uh, I don't like it as a fan. I think it's kind of ridiculous that it's by Adrian Peterson's gonna be our last like non quarterback MVP. Um, but because it's not like Lamar, I mean he's he's always great. Don't get me wrong, but it was like twenty nine passing touchdowns. Like that's since Peyton Manning in two thousand eight. That's like the lowest for a quarterback if he wins it. Um, but how are you? What what say? What's your prediction? My preseason prediction, Josh Allen. Um, mm. I got a finalist in there. I think he's a finalist. He's top five. It's yeah, like, yeah. You can roll with that one. I got a finalist. Um, if I were handing out the award, which I am on this show, um, <laughs> I, would give it to Chris, I would give it to Christian McCaffrey. I think that he has – there has never been a better year not to give it to a quarterback. Uh, I just – I just yeah. you look at Lamar's numbers, and I get why he's – he had that game in week 17 where he threw five touchdowns and all this stuff. I just don't – it's what happened, man. What happened to the quarterback play in this league? Because it wasn't too long ago. The reason yeah. it became a quarterback award was because we had three 5,000-yard passers in 2011. 
Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it was like, well, how do we not give it to these guys, right? And it was just like, it wasn't too long ago, Brady threw for 5,000 yards in Tampa. And it's just. Yeah, 40 touchdowns. Lamar and doesn't yeah, even have. Lamar, Lamar, does, Lamar has, doesn't have 30 touchdowns. He doesn't have 4,000 yards. He doesn't have, he's got like six to 800 yards rushing and not 10 touchdowns. I think it's like seven or eight touchdowns rushing. And I just give it to McCaffrey, man. He's clearly the most valuable. He went from somewhere and went to here. He scored a touchdown in a freaking regular season straight amount of games over the course of two years. 17 straight right. games or was. Like, yeah, that was great. This is the year to do it. it. I would have said Tyreek Hill, too, if he didn't fa- if he didn't gotten to 2,000 mm-hmm. yards. Like, I would have said that. But yeah. give it to McCaffrey. This is the year to do it. If Lamar had 35 touchdowns and 4,500 yards, and I, then, yeah, I would say yes. That was actually my next question. If we hypothetically converted Lamar's rushing numbers to passing, would it swing your boat a bit? Say yes. he finishes with 36 touchdowns and 4,000 yards. Is that way and above ahead of McCaffrey, or is it more? It's like not way above. A, it's not way above ahead of McCaffrey. It's just I'm at this point where I grew up watching like the 2013 Broncos and like 55 you know, touchdowns. He threw 55 yeah. touchdowns, man. Yeah, he threw 55 touchdowns. game season. I may add. Yeah, we've had 17 games for like three years now, and no one's even come freaking close. No, (laughs) right? And it's just like that—that's the—that's the the NFL I grew up in, and we have this conversation pre-pod and 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 just kind of banter conversation about oh, you know, a lot of people will say basketball was better in the 90s with Jordan and in the 2000s, right? And that's just a common take. Sometimes I sit and wonder. If time goes on, and I don't know if I'm just becoming an old head or what, but if time goes on, I sit and wonder, was the NFL actually better, like, 2010s? Like, what was it? Was it the best product the NFL's had? 2000, we'll say 2007 to 2017. Some, yeah, somewhere my in best point to, like, concur and just agree with that is name a class, like, just from the past, since May of 2017. Just a team defense that is like, oh, this was elite. The Chiefs this year. No, the Chiefs this year for okay. sure. Okay, no, and that's – all right, fair enough. But, like, in the sense, like, when you think of back then, it was, like, all, like, the Steelers of, like, 2010 or, like, 2008 so, or, like, I will, the Ravens. Here's, here's like, the argument you're looking for. Name somebody that impacts the game. There are no defensive stars like there were. Yeah. There's no Ray Lewis. There's no Troy Palmel. There's no Ed Reed. Right. There's no Eric. I would even throw Eric Berry, Sean Taylor, mm. those defensive stars. Uh, yeah. They don't exist, especially in secondary. You can point to guys like Fred Warner and you can point to guys like Bobby Wagner from this era and, and say, okay, we got pass rushers. Yeah. Sure. And, and, and it, it has converted to pass rushers a lot. Um, but because of these rule changes, I think, and because of everything that's happened, uh, guys in the back end cannot impact the game the way not too long ago Cam Chancellor did. Right. Yeah. So it, it's I totally, hundred percent agree with that. Um, I think that I, I just I'm not saying that 2010s football was the peak, but I think you had a clash of elite passing talents coming in right around and peaking right around that time. That Breeze Manning was around, Brady was around, Rogers was around, Roethlisberger somehow snuck in multiple Super Bowls. <laughs> Flacco was elite, man. Like you yeah. had just you had this like influx of this. And uh it just makes me wonder. You know, it, it just maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe we'll get to the end of this decade and, and Burrow will have stolen a Super Bowl. Allen will have, you know, finally gotten over the hump and his career to me right now, Allen's career arc without the he doesn't have the MVPs that Manning had, and that's the difference. Um, but it very similar. His playoff career looks like Peyton Manning to me. It it's just really, really does. Um, yeah, very eerie. But he doesn't have the Manning had like three MVPs by the time he like, and Manning would win like fourteen games every year and then just go put up a stinker yeah. against Tom Brady. And so it's not quite as extreme. And the analogy I like to use is like, I don't know. Do you follow golf at all? relatively so okay so you'll understand what i'm about to say so circa mid 2010s rory mcelroy and jordan spieth had burst onto the scene and won multiple majors at super young ages yeah and 
a lot of media crown them as like, this is the next Tiger. This is the next Tiger versus Phil. They're going to clash all these for the next decade. It's going to be amazing, all this stuff. Neither one of them have won a major since 2017. Rory hasn't won one since 2014. Spieth hasn't won one since 2017. And what instead happened was they got all this hype and people now are coming back to realize, well, maybe Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson are just like legends of the game and in another class. Uh, not to downgrade Speed's career or McElroy's career, but yeah, there's good. just a difference in greatness. There's there's levels to this, as people say. There's levels. Yeah, to there is. Yeah, there really right? is. Uh, and that's sometimes I sit wonder, like Brady Manning, when we talk about it, Mahomes can be in that conversation for sure. But anybody else? Mm. There's not. Yeah, there's not really a second competitor. That there's like we have a lot of guys that could be the bro lamar josh allen but i don't think anybody else has like kind of established himself as that one and what and what made brandon brady manning so great was like brady's going and winning these championships but everybody watches the game and it's like well manning's better he throws for more yards and more touchdowns every year that was the early years of brady manning and then brady when he got moss all of a sudden stepped into like the mvp of the league sort of conversation year after year after that but yeah. it, it's just one of those things where it's like maybe there's just levels to their greatness. And Mahomes, I think, is pacing to be in that conversation. But um, it's definitely – I we need the quarterback talent across the league. I don't know how I ended up back here, but the quarterback talent across the league is not great. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's just – it was very apparent this season. That's for sure. Oh, that's how. We started with Christian McCaffrey as <laughs> my MVP. Yeah, yeah. What a rant classic um all right coach of the year it's <laughs> oh man that was a great conversation but all right coach of the year your preseason prediction i think we went over this last week actually um but arthur smith <laughs> arthur smith who now is on um and not coaching a team uh your thoughts on this prediction and who you would give the award to uh, thoughts. I was being uh, way too optimistic. Uh, I thought the, well, the glass was half full and I thought it was full. And um, turns out the water that was in there wasn't even water. It's just a like it, it was bad, man. I mean, he went from being that coach of the Falcons to replacing Matt Canada and it's probably going to have similar success from what we've seen. But uh, I would say my coach of the year right now, um, Jeez, there's a really a lot of good candidates this year. Personally, I loved Miko Ryan's, but depending on when like voting was cast, it, it was, might uh, go to Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, it was cast before that game. Yeah, so that's where if if I'm just crowning the coach of the year, I think it's going to be from the voting. I'm going to say Stefanski, but kudos. I think Miko Ryan's gets it like literally any other year. Like, so it sounds they, like if you were giving the award. You give it to D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if I'm presenting it, I'll give it to D'Amico. Um, but it still needs to be noted what Stefanski did with a bunch of, like, yeah. the team was yeah. Joe Flacco. They went from a heavy run, Nick Chubb, to Joe Flacco slinging it to a bunch of guys. Like, kudos to him. But, uh, so my coach of the year was Doug Peterson. I thought mm. they – I was so high on the Jaguars, man, and just – Yeah, uh, he fell off. Talk they, about collapse. They kind of – you know, Christian Kirk got hurt, and that, I guess I just never realized how much he really did for them because that was kind of when their offense started to sputter. Um, I don't think they had a bad year. I just think that uh, – I mean, they should have won the division. That was a true. Yeah, nine and eight, I expected more. Yeah. I probably well, weren't three. they like six and two at one like seven and two? Yeah, like, they were like eight and three, eight and four. Yeah, I like, was yeah. like, whoa, this is they fell off. Um, <laughs> so he's obviously not gonna win coach of the year. If I were to give the award today with the knowledge of the playoff run, uh, D'Amico Ryans would probably be a top pick, but I think I would give it to Dan Campbell. Um, mm. I know he's didn't he win last year? Like, I, I know he's won before, he's always in this conversation, but. Uh, dude, he took the Detroit Lions to the brink of the Super Bowl. Came away. Yeah, I half away, man. I half yeah. away. 
Uh, and, and I just, uh, I, I think that he's earned it. D'Amico Ryans, I have no problem. Stefanski, I, I understand it, but uh, I, I give the award today with playoff in mind. Dan Campbell's my coach of the year. It's a good pick. It's, yeah, probably the best pick for factoring in playoffs. Yeah. All right, comeback player of the year. We both selected DeMar Hamlin. Um, I got to be honest, I would not give it to him. <laughs> it's I, I think he's going to get it, and we're going to hit on these predictions, but I think Joe Flacco earned this award. Like I, If we're talking about on-field play, it's Joe Flacco. Yeah. Like, that's that's my best way to put it. Respectfully, what does Mar Hamlin do other than just get back on the field? Like they missed the fake punts. Like people just only people. Here's the thing: is people forgot that he was like their third string free safety last year when he was starting and got hurt. Like that, yeah. like Micah Hyde and somebody else had gone out for the year. And oh, yeah, was, Jordan Poyer. Yeah, they were run. out. They were out. So many good players in that secondary last year. Um, yeah. All right, offensive player of the year. Aaron Jones was your selection. Wow. That's uh, maybe a little biased pick. Uh, I mean, when he's healthy, it's there, but he's literally healthy. Um, I alluded to it. I, I think Christian McCaffrey gets this award because he can't get MVP just from their due process. But he was the best player offensively in my mind this season. Assuming that uh... – in my world, McCaffrey wins the MVP. I will select somebody else. All right, um, all right. My preseason, my preseason prediction was Nick Chubb, which you know mm. that's that's awkward. Um, but <laughs> uh, which he actually was doing pretty good. No, uh, he was. You know, he I, was. this is this is where it gets really interesting. Um, I, I'm gonna select Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could be swayed a lot of different ways if McCaffrey's not winning this award because he's winning the MVP. Uh, but Tyreek Hill would be probably who I would lean to. Just the impact he makes on the game is is just that big. <laughs> Generational. It, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's just that big. Uh, other names that come to mind, I, I really, honestly, there's not too many – all of the names that you'd expect, like the Justin Jeffersons, the Jamar Chases, yeah. uh, Nick, the Nick Chubbs, the AJ Browns, like they just did not really have great years. Um, no. I, I actually, a guy like Puka Nakua is like in my conversation for Offensive Player of the Year. Like it would I be like, cool. yeah, like he's not going to win Rookie of the Year, but he won Offensive Player of the Year. Like it's it's never gonna happen, but uh, and that's kind of why I settled on Tyreek because it's just like I looked around and uh, did he fall off at the end? Yeah, but I just I don't know. Like it, I don't know. I but don't, it's definitely best choice. receiver this year. So it's like yeah. you're putting him against McCaffrey and you know, he gets the MVP. It's a logical choice to me. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, I can't maybe I'm on Ross St. Brown, but I really don't you look at his numbers compared to Tyreeks and it's just it's not there. Uh so uh, uh, a reluctant settle on Tyreek here. Uh open to better options, but I don't know if they're out there. Yeah, because I think of the running backs, it's CMC and not much else. You know, yeah, like the, the usual suspects. Saquon didn't have that good of a year. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob. Yeah, I just uh, the usual suspects didn't didn't show up. Yeah. Uh, all right, defensive player of the year. Your preseason selection, Sauce Gardner. Mm. Yeah, didn't work out. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, Jeez, but I guess right now, I Micah or Miles Garrett, man. I I'm picked shouting. Miles Garrett, and I'm riding with Miles Garrett. Yeah, it's a good. Those are my preseason. Just for parity, you know, I'll make the. I mean, the case for Micah is just what he does, but like it, the, the part part of these some of these awards they flamed out in the playoffs. Like I bring up Stefanski, I bring up the Cowboys. I mean, they got 48 dropped on them, so it's. Um, 
I see Miles Garrett, man. I'll say Micah Parsons, but um, it should probably go to Miles Garrett. I think Miles Garrett's going to win. I'm going to ride with him. I actually think TJ Watt, like, I think he, we talk he about He has a good case. Yeah, you talk about levels to this. It's just like, I actually think he's on another level than everybody else. I, I really like, I think he's that good. Uh, guys like Fred Warner, they're never going to win because they're on such a star studded cast, but oh yeah. my gosh, dude. He should. <laughs> he he's should. Very um, yeah. I'd love to see. This this position this award has really turned into a best pass rusher contest as of late. I'd love to see somebody in the back half start, you know, Deron Bland. Like I think he could make a real freaking K. He's not gonna win, but the dude yeah. scored five touchdowns. Like it's it's he scored There's five a touchdowns. Case. Yeah, There's a case. Man. Point. I mean, how many times has that been done on the defensive uh, side of the never? Ball? <laughs> how about never? No, like that's you could give a guy an award, I feel like, based off of that alone. I don't this think he's going to get it, but it, it is something that's like, man, you know, uh, uh, if Ed Reed scored five touchdowns in a season, like, he would have won defense player of the year. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is um, true. All right, offensive rookie of the year. Your preseason selection was Anthony Richardson. Mm. Which, yeah. Yeah, oh, the injury bug, man. Yeah. Who would you give the award to today and uh, your thoughts on your preseason prediction if you have anything else to add? Sorry, I'm scratching stuff. Um, I would say, oh, man. It sucks to Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to do really well next season. Um, but C.J. Stroud, I feel like, has to get it. I love Puka. Um, but the Texans were just – we've definitely touched on the fact they were just not – I mean, five games would have been an improvement for wins. <laughs> to be in the playoffs and getting a playoff win was astronomical. And it's just a lot of it, the credit just has to go to C.J. Stroud. It's so difficult to come in as an NFL quarterback as a rookie right now. Bryce Young can attest. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm going to go C.J. Stroud. Curious to hear your take, though. I could see a Puka Nakua case. I could. Yeah, man, I, I... – I'm going to make the Puka Nakua case. Uh, my preseason selection was Jameer Gibbs, which honestly, all things considered, isn't a horrible selection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Somebody probably gets it. Yeah, he had a better year than Bijan, which was the hot take early. Like when I made mm -hmm. this, a lot of people were like, oh, Bijan's the favorite, all this stuff. And I think Gibbs is a better candidate, betting candidate right now to get the award than Bijan Robinson. So um, I, I think CJ Stroud's going to win the award, but I'm going to give my award to Puka Nakua. Just because he, he just can't go unrecognized, dude. The guy had 1,400 receiving yards as a rookie. He broke all those records early on for receptions sure, yeah. by a rookie. And, uh, dude, any other year, this guy's in the conversation for best rookie of the year of all time. Like, I, I, I genuinely, like, I cannot stress enough, any other year, this guy is the greatest rookie to ever be on the field. Like, I cannot think of a better rookie season from any position other than CJ Stroud. <laughs> like, yeah. like you can make the argument that Puka's season was better than Andrew Lux and better than Cam Newton. Like these, these guys that we put up as greatest rookies ever. Like I, I we might've had two of the best rookie seasons. ever. I think you did. I think you did. You at least have two of the top five. I can't, and that five is just a number. It might be two of the top three. Andrew Lux really the only one I think that might have a case over Puka. Maybe yeah. there's somebody out there I'm missing. Maybe, I don't know, Marino or Elway or something. I'd, yeah, I'd have to go back, check the receipts. Yeah, but it's, it's a conversation. Like that. But I, I, I'm just – that's my case for Puka, man. Just I think CJ Stroud's going to win the award. But, dude, 1,400 receiving yards is a rookie. It's insane. He broke a record that it stood from, like, the 60s for rookie receiving yards. Like, I – Oh my gosh, not enough praise for Puka Nakua on my dynasty team. Uh, currently declining all trade offers for, yeah, for yeah. untouchable, yeah, completely untouchable. Yeah, mm. um, all right, defensive rookie of the year. Your selection was Brian Branch, and mine was Jalen Carter. I actually think this award is like 50 50, maybe a little bit different than 50 50, but those are the two <laughs> guys I think have the best chance of winning. Uh, so kudos to us. <laughs> yeah, I was so, saying, I'm, I'm not changing my selection today. I'm rolling with like yeah. 
what I think it's a great story that Brian Branch comes in and it's not like the Lions defense was elite, but I feel like they were better than a lot of people anticipated this season. It was kind of yeah, no, I remember sitting in the preseason pod and ripping them for not making enough changes, and uh, they yeah. totally performed way better. Remember, dude, do you remember their 2022 season? That they were giving up like 35 points a game or whatever it was. And yeah, was there was like 40 games. balls every other week. Yeah, kind of and we were like, they're so good, but they have to improve their defense. And and then they did this year. They and a lot of it was just guys stepping up and Brian Branch's in, impact. I think CJ Gardner Johnson had a big impact. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson definitely stepped up. Um, I still don't think Aiden Hutchinson's ever going to be a TJ Watt or a, a Miles Garrett, but he's whatever the level is right under them. That's what he is. Like he's Calais Campbell. Yeah. He's not a miss by any means. Yeah. He's a number one overall pick or number two overall pick. I forget what two, he was. Yeah. Jags was Trayvon Walker. Oh, that no, I'm talking about a miss. That was a miss. <laughs> um, yeah. Your preseason, Zach, that gets us through all the, the awards, the, the individual awards. Your preseason Super Bowl prediction, Packers-Jets. Your yeah, thoughts? I mean, Packers! Packers, it was beat the Packers. They made it entertaining, man. They almost gave me one representative, but yeah, the Jets ended on uh, Monday night. We are me. now, collectively, as a podcast, um... We've done this two years in a row, so what is that? One, two, three, four, eight, and Jake did this year. So, oh for 10 on getting an appearance correct in the Super Bowl. Oh, no, that's not true. You had Chiefs last year. That's not true. You had Chiefs. Oh, I said Um, Packers Chiefs. You said Packers Chiefs. I'm 0 for 4 on making the playoffs, so you don't want me picking your team to win the Super Bowl next year. Um. The BB curse. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what I'm gonna do next year. I haven't even given the Super Bowl predictions thoughts, which is probably maybe just pick more odds on favorites. <laughs> I picked the Bengals, man. I picked well, the Bengals. Giants was a quite a reach. <laughs> Giants was a sl- Giants Bengals was my Super Bowl. That was a, that was a slight. Just a slight misread. Deviation, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just felt like it was an Eli Manning-esque year. And, and you know what? I stand by that. It kind of is. That's, that's valid logic. That's Yeah, I get that. Like, it, who knows? Maybe in five years we're looking at Brock Purdy stealing another Super Bowl from Mahomes and we're like, he was the Eli. He was the Eli. But, you know, you never I know. This. I would love it. Because uh, that would actually be a just straight on impression, honestly. Yeah. I need a reason to root for the Niners, man, because personally as a Packers fan, not a great history. Not a great history. I think last year I had Packers and um Colts. I had Packers Colts as my Matty Ice, man. Hoping that uh, was gonna You know what? I stand by that take too. They were a 10-win <laughs> team with Carson Wentz. And Matty Ice was on like a, a nine-win Falcons team in the year before and came over and just just I mean, you know when you're playing a Madden franchise and you sign a you do the one-year rental QB and it's like an 84 overall guy in his mid-30s, and then you get to week one and all of a sudden he's a 78. That's what Matty Ice did. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what he like did. 72. I mean, the guy was yeah. commentating this season. Yeah, it was that bad of a fall off. Couldn't get a job, so I stand by that close take. They were they were an odds on pick. They were like a plus one thousand, plus two thousand selection. So uh, yeah, they had a shot in preseason. Jake's selection this year was Eagles Ravens. That's pretty good. Eagles didn't collapse so bad. That that's a good pick. Yeah. Um, our, our selections for all of the games. So last year you were 170 and 114. I was 169 and 115 separated by one game. Uh, this year I am 165 and 112 and you are 156 and 121. Uh, Mm. that math does not add up to the same amount of games. I'm gonna, check, have... I'm gonna have to check the spreadsheet on that because that is less losses and less 
wins. There might be a couple games missing. I'm going to have to go through and check all that data. But um, that, that is interesting. I'm glad I caught that. Uh, assuming the data is correct, uh, our record did not get beaten of 170 wins. I will have an update on that next year. But, or next week. Um, career numbers. 334 and 227 for me. 326 and 235 for yourself. I'm running a 59.5% win percentage near 58.1. Wow. Pretty close. Okay. Pretty tight. I'd love to see the numbers on those on those, you know, pregame host shows. I'd love to see their numbers because putting back to back winning seasons together, I feel like is uh, that's a ball nowhere. Like that's yeah. It, yeah. It's, I mean, you're running at 60% almost. I mean, that both of us, it, it's that's you know, it ain't easy being. I, 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 one of these years, I feel like somebody's gonna rip off like a 70, 65, 70% win percentage. Oh, I hope it's next year. And I it's, hope I it's never gonna get year. it's never gonna get touched again. Never gonna get touched. Um, our our division winners, we can rip right through these NFC North Packers for you, Vikings for me. Both missed. <laughs> uh, wow. NFC, NFC South. Falcons for you, Saints for me. Both missed. <laughs> NFC East, Eagles for you, Giants for me. Both missed. <laughs> NFC West, you had the Niners. I had the Seahawks. AFC North, you had the Steelers. Uh, which, you know, I shouldn't even make that face because they did make the playoffs. I had the Bengals. Oh, wow, they did, yeah. Both missed. AFC South, we both had the Jaguars. Both missed. We both had the Chiefs. I had the Bills. You had the Jets. Uh, so we both hit two division winners. <laughs> two That's crazy. Wow. The playoff seeds. Uh, I will just rip down. We actually seeded these by the number. So I'll go one through seven of who my AFC was. I've got three out of seven who made it. None in okay. the right seed. Uh, from one to seven, Bills, Jaguars, Bengals, Chiefs, Ravens, Jets, Chargers. Uh, were my seven. I've got three. Yours was Chiefs, Jets, Steelers, Jaguars, Bengals, Bills, Ravens. So you have four out of seven. Uh, and then you had four. You had four out of seven in the NFC as well. Eagles, Falcons, Niners, Packers, Cowboys, Vikings, Giants. My NFC was Vikings, Seahawks, Giants, Saints, Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers. Um, that that those division winners in the NFC for me just look paper. Uh, not, not one of them made the playoffs. Um, and all all three of my wild card selections made the playoffs in the NFC, one of which is in the Super Bowl. So you love um, to see it. Yeah, you love to see those preseason predictions. I think my strategy next year needs to be less hot takes uh when it comes to just season long selection. A lesson learned, yeah. Yeah. Um, before we close out, put you on the spot, your favorite Super Bowl of all time and why. It might be 51 with the Brady and the whole comeback. I feel like that's the best. Yeah, that's got to be probably the best one I've watched in my lifetime. Um, just because I feel like a lot of people turned it off and like I was just still watching like there's a chance <laughs> it, it, it happened and it was just so surreal as the build and it was like a perfect just football movie and um there's a there's a tweet going viral right now it's like what's your favorite oh my god they're actually doing this moment uh in yeah TV or in tv or movies and you see a lot of good movies good moments right uh, that game literally comes to mind. Like, yeah, you, like, you, you could, the Julian Edelman catch for me was where I was just like, oh, my God, this they're, actu- they're actually doing this. <laughs> like I was just, And then, you know, the, the meme of Brady with his head down. I mean, just I, I remember walking out of I was at my grandmother's house watching the game with the fam, walking out of grandma's house, hopping in the family car. And I was like. He's the goat. I, 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 I have. He's the goat. There's nothing I can. say. I remember school the next the conversations day. Conversations over. Like, it's yeah. Over. He was the man. I mean, it was undeniable. There, there was, and I was a big Manning guy to to my dying that like die, to his <laughs> dying breath. Uh, and yeah. he had just come off Manning grabbing his second Super Bowl on his twi- right at the end of the 
right at the end. 50, yeah. And, oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> that was a good Super Bowl run from, like, 2014, 15, 16. Oh, like, man. It was, it was elite. It was elite. It was elite. Uh, my oh. favorite. It's hilarious because Super Bowl 51, one of my all-time favorites. I actually think Super Bowl 52 is my favorite game. Um, oh, yeah. Which is, which is ironic because it, I'm a big defensive guy, but – it was just so much offense and so much just the entertainment value was off the charts, man. And then we walked out of that Super Bowl and I was like, what the frick just happened? Nick Foles just beat Tom Brady? Like in yeah. every he caught the touchdown, Brady dropped it. He threw for more yards, he threw for more touchdowns. He just literally went out there and outdueled Tom Brady in his prime. Yeah. It was, oh, man. It felt like a glitch. It did feel like, real. It like really it was, did. Wow. Um, That's a good one, though. Your least favorite Super Bowl you've ever watched. Oh, definitely Broncos Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah, that one I remember actually turning off. And that was. Turned it off. I didn't turn it once, off. That was the I one saw, I stayed out the whole time. I was like, it could happen. It could happen. Once <laughs> I saw T Jack into the game, I was like, that's it for me, man. Seahawks, they, they got the backups in. Um, and yeah, it was it just right from the jump left kind of a sour taste in your mouth. It's like, oh, they just got a safety already. Like <laughs> it was a crazy game. Yeah. Really, the NFL crazy. will literally never put another Super Bowl in New York or any cold weather state. They will no, yeah. never do that again. Um, no, unless it's unless it's a dome. They've done Minneapolis a lot, and, and then, right, yeah, the, the dome is huge. Got to have the uh, indoor ball. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my least favorite Super Bowl. It's hard not to say that one. Honest, honestly, it's so it st- sticks out like a sore thumb. Super Bowl Fifty as well to me was just kind of meh. I, I, or Rams Patriots is the second. Rams me, Patriots was, was really tough. bad. That was really yeah. bad. I didn't like Chiefs Niners the first time that, and it's weird because on paper that Super Bowl should have been so entertaining. Fourth quarter comeback and all. And it just yeah. was kind of just like, meh. Like I, it I don't dragged. Know, yeah, it dragged I don't know why. I don't know why. And like you know, like last year was like, but not. I was watching the game. I was like, this is the best Super Bowl I've ever watched until the final sixty seconds. Yeah. And and yeah. now I'll never I, that game. Like I said, the day after the game is forever tarnished by that play. And I meant it, and it's true. All right. No, it's a the legacy character. I gotta respect it. I'm not. It's not even a character. It's (laughs) I. I mean it with every blood drop of blood in my body. We sat here. I asked you the question, and and then asked myself the question in my head. I was like, "Oh, best Super Bowls ever." Oh, last year's was pretty good. Oh wait, no, can't say it. Can't say it. And you couldn't say it either. You couldn't say it either. No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's not the finish you want. It was a great game. I think because of the garbage ones we just mentioned, it's like it's respectable, but yeah. Oh, there's the worse outcome. Super Bowls. There's worse yeah. Super Bowls, dude. You the go back into like the, you go back into the eighties and the seventies and what there's. I mean, yeah, there's some got like the Niners beating the freaking Chargers by like sixty, I think, like fifty. Yeah. Like, Steve Young, man, six yeah. touchdowns. <laughs> you, you've got the Bengals losing with Boomer by like forty or something. I mean, dude, the Bears blowing out the Patriots. The eighties had a lot of blowouts. To be honest, uh, we've we've been pretty blessed. There's been a pretty good run in my uh, in my lifetime. The first Super Bowl I remember ever watching was Colts Bears. Um, I think I was in kindergarten. That's that's the first one that I remember. I was like I said, diehard Peyton Manning fan. So that was a great day. Uh, I got to go. I was the only kid in my kindergarten class who said that I wanted the Colts to win. All right. Oh yeah, um, Illinois. And, yeah. yeah, growing up in Illinois. Um, and yeah, it felt really good walking in on Monday in my Peyton Manning jersey. That was great. Um, <laughs> shout out Mrs. Brown for uh, letting me revel in my victories. But anyways, um, <laughs> it's. Super Bowls are fun, man. I think worst Super Bowl for me was I would probably go Super Bowl 40. Was that 48 with the Broncos Seahawks? That's probably where I'd end up. Um was that... it was 48 or 43. I don't know why 43 keeps running about. 43 was oh, that's like 
That's the best that one was, you ever mentioned. That was, that was Steelers Cardinals. That's what most yeah, people say their favorite Super Bowl was. That ever. might be one of my favorite ones, but yeah, I think forty-eight. That is the number. Because yeah, fifty was the Manning redemption. So forty-eight was. Yeah, and forty-nine was Malcolm Butler. And yeah, we had a good run. We really Dude, we, good we we went going back to like my lifetime. Forty-one was Colts Bears. Average game, yeah. average game. Started with a banger, though. <laughs> I mean, started with a banger. We could talk about Devin Hester making all of fame next week, but um, forty-two <laughs> was top tier. You got Eli beating the undefeated Patriots. Forty-three, yeah. James Harrison, San Antonio Holmes, like oh, and Larry Fitzgerald going off. Like forty-four, Porter. Eli version two. Oh no, no, Tracy Porter. You're right. Yeah. 46 was either 45 was the Packers. Like oh, that was great. 46 Gotta was Tracy Porter. Uh or no, uh was Eli version two. That one was man, it wasn't Mario as Manning good, wasn't it? That was a great throw, right? 47. <laughs> Super Bowl 47. The lights went out. Um that was, that was such an interesting, yeah. Yeah, that was we'll never get that. Uh 48, we just talked about worst one ever. 49. Oh, I mean, how do you get any better? There's so many Super Bowls you look at, and I'm just like, how do you get any better than that? And we didn't pick them to like be our favorites. <laughs> yeah. 49 no, was Malcolm Butler. 50 was Manning riding off into the sunset. Kind of boring uh, for what it was. I just never really liked yeah. the game. The hype. It, it is what it is. 51, duh. 52, duh. 53, we talked about. 54 was all right. Like We haven't had that many super stinkers. You know what I'm saying? In the last 20 Absolutely. Yeah, it's been really past since like since like 2005. Like, even when you think of like the, the Patriots in those couple of years, like Vince Terry decided to. Oh, those, those yeah. <laughs> and, and, know, the like, McNabb, really and the Eagles dying. one was better. Honestly, the Eagles yeah. one was better. The best of the three in terms of game quality. Oh, yeah, I would um, agree. I, I, the only super stinker I think we've had was Super Bowl 48 with Manning and that offense just not showing up, getting off the bus that day. But, um, which is crazy. Best offense of all time. And that's the, that's the team that win. sticks out is like the uh, NFL's wild. It's defense so wild. wins championships, man. I, yes, I, sir. I say it every single year. But all right. <laughs> That wraps up our uh, Super Bowl conversation, Super Bowl week traditions, talking ranking Super Bowls. I might have to do we might we might have to do like a tier list one of these years, one of these years. Yeah, I would love that. Fun. Like the zombie map tier list, like yeah. S tier A B one one through fifty eight tier list oh. of Super Bowls. I might have to go watch them. Oh god. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, have you ever heard of uh, shout out Tub Frog on YouTube? Good uh, man. Yeah, that man did. I watched it, it was a couple months ago, but it was recapping every Super Bowl ever. And it was oh, like it was like yeah. an hour and a half long. He did it last yeah, year. I feel like the first ten were pretty brutal. And he was <laughs> like, he apparently we keep, we don't even have like Super Bowl two. Like we don't have the full game. It's lost. Wow. It's like lost. Yeah, it was Packers Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Um, and same thing for like Super Bowl five. Like we have like the second half, but like NBC like taped over what they had, and like it, it's just crazy stuff, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Watch the video; it's it's fascinating. Dude makes amazing content. But um, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on uh, TikTok, YouTube, the whole shebang. Uh, we'll be back next week. We might have some schedule changes moving forward. We're trying to figure out the best day of the week to do these. I know we always say Mondays. We've kind of been hitting Thursdays a lot lately, so that might just stick, especially in the off season where we're really not in a rush to get content out uh, pre-week. Yeah. So uh, be sure to check us out on socials and whatnot, and we'll be back next week to recap Super Bowl 58. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Peace.